Hello, and welcome back to the Breachwork Podcast. We're here today to discuss our kind of rough wish list for fourth edition in Malifaux. Uh, some things we love about the game and some things that we think could be changed to kind of streamline things and improve the game overall. So, yeah, guys, why don't you take it away? Would you say it's a bit of almost like a 3E retrospective, even though like fourth edition isn't a thing that's like been announced or anything like that, but we've been playing for a number of years now, so... I think we've got a pretty good grasp on the functionality of the game. Well, yeah. I would also say just timing-wise, as someone who's played Malifaux for a while, you know, a new edition takes a long time to actually develop, and the developers think you guys will be a great job, but it takes that time. And we got a book coming out, and based on previous hit Malifaux and release schedules, they're, it's probably in their idea somewhere of how to keep the game going. So I'm thinking about that, too. Plus, they called it the Ashes of Malifaux, so, you know, that... Kind of denotes the ending of an era, so maybe their fir- first book can be uh, the Phoenix of Malifaux, you know, rising from the ashes. It does. It does sound like the end of like a story arc. And they could kill off so many people and make so many new awesome. <laughs> Not that I'm for oh, that. You but... mean Dead Man Hand half the line and piss everybody <laughs> off? <laughs> no, I'm just saying you can have dead. Make everyone a resurrectionist. Kill them all off and bring them back as. Undead version. The one true faction. Green. See, that's, see, secretly, Neverborn players have all been wanting the fourth edition so they can take Kalodi out of Dead Man's hand and put a, uh, uh, some different models in there. Maybe like, you know, Bunchtook or something like that. I just want to see fourth edition so I can see a Yasunori model on the table again. <laughs> no, that's not happening. It's staying exactly <laughs> yeah, the same. He, he saw way too much play in 2E, so yeah. If he's dead for two editions, I'm okay with that. He might actually <laughs> just hit Dead Man's hand now, but that's besides, I'd love to see But him. they already had one model that's been dead in two editions, um, and uh, he was on the cover of the 2E uh, Core Rule book. So, I mean, Yazanori, maybe we can put him on the cover of the 4E book, and he can have, like, that Sports Illustrated curse where he just does nothing. That's cruel. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Scott. I'm, I'm going to remember you said okay, that. Excellent. <laughs> I hate repeating myself. But, uh, so, okay, so 4E, 4E kind of wishlisting, so... Uh, I'll, I'll start off as uh, my wish list is for something not to be, and that is Joker. I don't want to see them change. I like how they are now. Um, I know uh, some people don't like them, but I think that Malifaux would not be Malifaux without the Jokers, both good and bad. And I, one of the reasons I want to keep them is some of the best stories you get from the from your games is involving the Red Joker. You know where that uh, that. Daydream takes out Lohith with a red joker on his attack and he can't use his armor to reduce it or anything like that. Um, but yeah, need to keep the jokers the way they are. Um, I think uh, 2E, definitely, I like the change they made from 2E to 3E. And if you weren't around for that, uh, jokers, the red joker used to be damage was min damage plus severe damage. So for most models, it only goes down by one, but you get those min three beaters. And then they could spike that. Uh, so you're looking at an easily 9, 10 damage. But uh, and then they changed it to just the one. So I think that kind of brought it back a little bit. So which I didn't agree with at just, first, but uh, I came to love it. But I yeah, don't don't change the Jokers. I love them. We was way better than first edition. Added another whole damage. At, so they, I think third edition sweet spot on a good air. Uh, so I agree with Scott. But remember our games where more than once in a game I could flip Black Joker still managed to hit back. Hitting, exceeding with both people. Don't 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 remind uh, me of that. Oh, I love those, and this is why I think I I say Joker's they're Malifaux, um, they're right along. No, you got a deck of 
bad things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, they're, they're less random than, like, dice rolls where you can crit, fail, or succeed. And, like, like you said, just, like, stories-wise, even being on the receiving end of some shit, like... Like my uh, valedictorian getting red jokered two damage two damage swings in a row by uh, Derek's um, Cooper just because after that first damage swing he had to reshuffle his deck and that thing came back out again on Vassal mind you so yeah jokers I think are f- beyond like disputable in their in their position as exactly what they need anything about jokers James or are you ready to kind of the next Let's keep going. I love Jokers. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I do think terrain is... I, I like the fact that it's a great proportion of terrain. Complaint usually is people aren't enough terrain on the board. Um, I think 3rd edition is a little bit better than 2nd edition. They could still use some tweaking. We'll get that in the, in the second half. But the complexity that the terrain brings, I think they could even just nail down terrain. I love the fact that you have cover and concealment. Now, it may does make... Newbies have some difficulty with the sometimes and try to figure out the shadow. Of yeah, I was gonna say the, the shadow rules are probably the place where people most confused. But the fact that we have cover is great. I will say the rules could be worked maybe in fourth edition, like severe terrain. For some, we've talked about it before in our other chats that maybe it's just a flat negative stat would hit severe terrain to just make things faster um, and easier overall to understand than having them to half until the base is way out. But I do like the complexity and having the uh, and having height in that you have to explain a lot, even to experience uh, how far you can if you have a height two model. Uh, and I have a two, this thing that is above me. So you you mentioned speed there. Would that would that be a, a place like a crux for you in terms of uh, you're you're looking forward to the fourth edition? The biggest thing that you'll probably hear me talk about. Yes, always as adult, I am a finite amount of time between work and hobbies. And I have played a lot of other ones. I love Malifaux. Played tabletop gaming, board gaming, all of that. It is my passion and hobby. And I know that my time for, for an actual good game, honestly, is around two hours. And if I can't hit those marks, you know, it takes into the other aspect of the game. One of which is the community, which is something I love about Mal. Best people I've ever met playing games, the community. And I'd love to just sit there and talk and have this uh, and chill while we're playing a game and get off time. And so if the game takes longer than two hours for a casual game, then I'm losing out on, okay, we're not just having a good time. We're not got to get through. Yeah, getting getting a social game in in two hours is basically impossible. Um, like to get a game in two hours, I feel like both players need to be completely and totally on the ball and dialed in and just cranking out those actions. Um, otherwise, it's not unheard of for a lot of people to like spend an hour and a half on the first turn alone. Yeah, I mean, as a tournament player, uh, I didn't go to Nova. I sadly missed out, but I play in a lot of tournaments. And even when I'm in, I have trouble hitting two-hour with certain different, especially if I'm out of practice. If you haven't played in, like, two, three weeks, even then, I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, what my movement is six, or just some of the stats don't come to you as quickly as they need to. Uh, it's hard even to get down to that time currently, which isn't always a bad thing. Like I said, I love the game, but... Well, I mean, I do think it's it's been a conversation since the beginning of third edition that a lot of people aren't finishing their games in time. Um, and there's going to be, of course, there's there's the outliers. There are going to be people that disagree with this and and say, well, most of our people, you know, get their games in in time. And like I'd say to those people that your your group probably also plays weak. Um, so 
I, I don't think it's necessarily a fair take to say that a majority of players are finishing their games. Like I, I consider myself a fairly competent player and in my, uh, my local play sessions that we get in, we rarely get past turn three or four before our two hours is up and the shop's closing down. Well, I, I would suggest, um, you know, if we're talking about 4E here and speed of play, is that um, one thing I would like to see uh, come back, and I don't know if this is more so much as a time thing, but is uh, scoring uh, going back to more of a 2E format. Um, where you don't have to just score a point when you reveal and then at the uh, end of the game or turn five, whichever comes first, is and having a where you can score it on 2E or 2E, turn two, and then possibly turn three and then turn four. You don't actually have to wait to the end of the game. I want to know, um, we had kind of talked too about uh, speed of play and how to get that going along with scoring is to be able to score turn one to um, maybe possibly that reduce the dirtling that can go on on turn one. Um, obviously, then that could potentially hurt those crews that have a tendency to do that, but uh, maybe it would do it less so uh, in the speeding up of the game and starting scoring on turn one. So, I mean, that's possibly something we could see in uh, 4E. Uh, going forward, you know, when, when, and if we get a new edition. Yeah. And I mean, like um, to that point though, like this is a 4E discussion. So the crews that do that currently may be adjusted with these kind of things in mind. Um, personally, like I, I would not be opposed to trying a three round game where you can score round one, just uh and, and also just, just, yeah, just let you score the points as the game goes on rather than like tying them specifically to like the end of the game or something though. Maybe, maybe the whole end of game scoring wouldn't matter so much if it's only a three round game. Um, because obviously these things would all like require like some adjustments across the board. I know that, uh, it would possibly open up some new changes again to also how they think about our, the strats and schemes, which great thing don't change strats and schemes in terms of having that aspect i love the fact that you have like a pool of things to choose from that's where a lot of the complexity comes from so like that is malifaux yeah but so i just wanted to make sure that we said that that part is great but i think it would open up you know their design aspect for the designers say hey we don't have to have them score at the end of this one on every single thing they could still do that for some of them where then you know that would be your choice if you want to take them um but to lock every strategy be in most games to say you have to have end game scoring and something at the you know during this the game uh, that is it does lock some weird things behind that end game design space so and it well, also just, feels good to not have to yeah. wait the entire length to get all of your points. Right. And I mean, like, considering the fact that people are struggling to get through turn four to turn five and even through turn five, a lot of those, like, sco- scoring opportunities are lost because a lot of them are, like, if you, you have to score it at the end of a turn or um, or at the end of the game. So if you make some things so you could score them during the round more often and don't lock so many of them to end of game scoring. So if just like, if you could score, you know, the, like the different parts of a scheme or something during the turn, you're, you're getting that, that positive feedback of I'm doing the thing. I'm getting the stuff done without, you know, having to set up for something. And then you're like, okay, I have to wait till the end of the game, which 
may never properly come or you may not have enough time to set up for it just because of the nature of how things are currently. It, it would open up more less denial play. But honestly, is it bad if we have games that are closer instead of when you get a good player and an average player in a tournament and, you know, you're seeing scores, I'm 6-1 to, to one or 5-1 to one or 7-0. You know, it would also make things feel better for some people if they actually could score more. New players going, I'm actually scoring points uh, because, you know, you could do it right then and there is maybe a less focus on denial. You have less time to counter your... And even then, like, sure, there may be less time overall to deny, but that also changes the focus of play. So now you have to make a more active, I guess, push to deny points while you're trying to score because you have less time overall to do it in this theoretical three-round game scoring turn one sort of deal. Like, in that situation, it actually, like, depending on how they how they balance things and set up scoring and everything, it may even... Um, make the whole concept of like alphaing less appealing, I guess. Um, because if you're focusing all your effort on setting up an alpha, you're not spending those resources actually scoring yourself points anymore. Well, so a big part of like setting up an alpha now is you don't present any other targets. You you load up your model with with conditions and everything, and then you wait till the end to launch them in. And if you're doing all that setup, you're not scoring points. See, I I would disagree with that because. If you are doing scoring turn one and you're thinking about playing a denial game, an alpha would be a excellent way to deny it because yes, you can, as of now, you know, a lot of alphas is you're setting up, you know, the model, giving it the focus or, or whatever the case may be. But um, if you are alphaing in before that and your goal isn't so much to kill something, which I mean, I would say that's always a good thing because dead models don't score, but if they're then spending three quarters of their AP turn one to kill that model, because they know if they don't kill it, then it's just going to be even worse next turn, then that is your form of denial on a turn one scoring base. I think that's all contextual, really. I just think that sending something in earlier like that is more likely just to result in a bad alpha, um, because a lot of it is sending it in with the focus and the shield and things to protect it, and you can't do that if you're launching it super early. Either way, it's ultimately contextual to the matchup and the models and the design. And, like, these are all things that we can't, like, comment on specifics of because they don't exist. Um, What we can comment on uh, is the activation. And what I say by this is because if you don't have to wait to your points, the emphasis does not have to be on I have to get last active. And so things like those pass tokens and Yoko sometimes be broken because I can that I'm going to get... The, the last activation of two means I'm going to deny you and score my own points. If those points aren't scored at the end of everything, it puts less emphasis on having to go with my turn super controlly models and sometimes can create a interactive variance. Not for everything, but if you can't just deny your opponent scoring after they can't do anything, then it's a lot feels a lot better. And I play yeah, a lot I mean, of Yoko. <laughs> yeah, I mean both both sides of that point would be more inclined to be rushing towards actually scoring points. They have less time overall to get them scored. They can score them quicker. So like I think you may actually see higher higher scoring games and uh I guess more aggressively scored games in general. So uh one other th- uh thing I would like to see with 4E um kind of uh, a lot of 
online chatter is uh, model bloats. So I have a suggestion on how to help something along those lines. That, um, and also not to keep people from being able to use their toys is that, and uh, again, this is just a rough thing. So let's say you take five soulstone models. Um, you make a generic five soulstone model that is in its base form can be used by any faction and any keywords. So let's say, you know, five, fives across the board, size two, five wounds, uh, a generic knife attack, and uh, say a generic tactical action. So when you choose this model, so me being, you know, never born purple till I die, when you hire this generic five soul stone model, and it doesn't have to be five soul stones, it could be four or whatever number, or you could have one for five and one for four or whatever the case be. So I hired in Neverborn. So when it comes into Neverborn, it gets something. So let's say being Neverborn, uh, you hire this generic model, its move goes to six. And then when I hire it in a keyword, so let's say I hire it in the Savage keyword, it gains old ways and I don't know, something else. I don't know, wh whatever the case may be. So now you could use any five soul stone model. So I would use with Savage, I would use the Baltugan model. And Von Stuck, you could use the, let's say we do the undergraduate model or whatever the case may be. So this would cut down on the bloat and um, would, at least in my mind, would cut down on the different number of cards. You just have a five soul stone model card, generic, and then let's say maybe these things aren't just things that get put on there. Maybe they're upgrades or, or whatever the case may be. You know, there's lots of things you could do to do that. So this would help cut down on the model bloat in in the aspect of the game itself, not in the actual models that are available to play. And then this way too, um, you, the, uh, people could use whatever model they wanted in that five soul stone range to represent that model. And so people aren't losing their toys and it basically cuts down on you know the model bloat for the game. And then if they ever have to make a five soul stone model in the future, for let's say another keyword, then it's just your generic five soul stone model. It gets the Bayou edition uh, when you hired in Bayou, and then whatever that keyword, uh, you know, it gets like let's say you're hiring for Clampets, you know, it can I don't know drop a tide marker, and it's affected by tide marker, you know, it gets the pluses to flip it. So I thought in my own little mind that this would might be a way to help with the model bloats in fourth edition. Thoughts? I I don't quite think i'm picking up quite what you're putting down um it feels it feels more like a flavor loss to me um and if you're if you're if you're wiping out stats profiles for already existing models and replacing them with a generic template that kind of adds certain abilities based off of price range and where you're hiring it um i personally don't find that very appealing and and yeah, not everyone's gonna like it, but I think it helps with the the model bloats uh, that you know that and let's face it, and there's a crap ton of models out there, um, and this could be one way mm -hmm. to starting at a you know a new edition that could help reduce that, so that gives them more design space in a new edition I mean, going we are, forward. We are all designers' own heads. I mean, if you're sitting at home listening to this, you've probably thought about things about models under Malif, uh, so. I've also had, but maybe my side, like I think of it as a, a Thunders player. Thunders were like, they didn't come about right away. They weren't an original faction, but I was getting to it. Cutting to the meat of the, is 
if keywords, which I actually love the intro today. Oh yeah, keep that please. I actually want them to almost like double down on it. If like I had a, a wish list, keep that flavor and say if you're playing Last Blossom, you can only take Last Blossom or Vers. Keep that versatile pool. That's where they can have a lot of change. But you can't be hired and just that's it gets rid of having to worry about Tiri, uh, it, her Iron Mother dominatrix uh, be all and all model being in every or it allows uh, keyword models to be the powerhouses that they should be without being a design hurdle for the rest of the faction. Yeah, I mean, I love that. And in a way, it's just keep those locked in, even if mainly more minions or reversible or the smaller. But keyword maybe like enforcer on up is is locked in, and you don't have any uh really, or it's rare. But like I said, we're all designers in our own heads. It's things I've thought about, other people thought about it. But I like sticking to it. So you can have a shit ton because uh, if you're introducing it, you don't have to worry about any of the other keys. It's just for that keyword. So it could almost be in kind of that generic five cost model, but sculpt. And now it's only for my. Uh, last blossom and not for jacob yeah and honestly i I think i think i like your approach here more like more limits on on the hiring pool in the sense that like like really double down on keywords make them feel even more unique from each other and just make them for the most part their own pools to hire from i think that is a more effective means of attacking model bloat in the sense that now you're not just bringing the all it kills the all-star list outright you know which has been a problem that's plagued Malifaux since 2e it's better in 3e but i don't think it's been solved yet i think we still get a lot of that i mean look how often manos is taken fucking everywhere you know um and they've i think they've spent quite a bit of design time and effort modifying models so that they're less appealing to take out of key I, I agree that maybe just ma- just getting rid of that option altogether. I know some people may may scoff at it, but <clears throat> get rid of that ability altogether, and then just expanding on the keywords and doubling down on their themes and what makes them unique, so that you're expanding those smaller pools rather than larger pools across factions is probably, at least in my opinion, and I think yours, Brian, the wisest way to go about that. Yeah, I I don't think killing it all together, but um, I I do like the suggestion maybe enforcer and above, or make it just the penalty is two stones instead of one, or you could even make it a stepping thing where the first one is one stone, and then if you want to hire another out of keyword, that one's two, and so on and so forth. But yeah, I think killing it all together. I don't know, like we is, is not the way to go. We got whole competitive. We got whole competitive formats that are designed around the concept of limiting this this exact concept. I think I think there is a a hunger for that, and I think there is a desire for that. And I think a lot of people enjoy playing in keyword more in general. And I think currently, at least, I think you're um, you're almost penalized for not doing so. I mean, I think you're penalized for doing so rather. At least on a competitive stage, if you want to play optimal. Yeah, it's interesting hearing you guys talk about the keyword stuff because, as a Neverborn player, I feel like you're heavily, heavily in, uh, encouraged to stay in keyword, and the, there's a lot of synergy there. And it's pretty rare to take things out of keyword, uh, other Unless than it's things candy. like yeah, sure. There's always those, but um, 
Honestly, though, that's why Neverborn is the is the best balanced faction in the game. They just got it right the first time with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think there are always kind of all stars in every crew. Like Agent Forty Six uh, mm-hmm. quickly was abused out of keyword, but um, if you weren't able to take him out of keyword, then that would really allow them to explore those kinds of models more and give individual crews more of a individual flavor because kind of as the additions or I guess as the GGs have worn on, it feels like every faction can kind of do everything unless you're talking about Neverborn, of course, but um, honestly, that's actually a good point. I think you just, you just made me think, I think that's why I like the concept of getting rid of out of keyword hiring altogether is because of bringing mature Nephilim in a Lucius crew. It's stupid. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. He deserves to have good toys of his own that are in theme. And I think if you if you cut off that design hurdle and make it so that every keyword is designed internally with the with the versatiles in mind, you can A make make keywords more powerful in general without worrying about how certain individual models are going to just ruin the other keywords. And like, I think it just allows more flavor wins ultimately, which frankly, I think a lot of people get into Malifaux because of the overall flavor of the game and the flavor of certain keywords. And there's nothing more sad than somebody picking up Lucius because they think these crazy lawyers and junk are awesome just to realize that most people don't bring any of his models because they're garbage. Yep. So any, any other suggestions on, uh, on uh, a 4E wish here? Yes, uh, I have one. Let's and, go. Well, <laughs> this is the one. This is where I'm going to say I'm going to get back to t- uh And it's going to be a lot here, and I'm rolling right now. People's time. No. Um, conditions. And what I'm going to get with this is more from the upside. Not remembering what everything does, because not too many. I think great job of fine-tuning down from 80. Um, and now have it. But when you go into, or power to, I'll keep those in anything that stacks and you have to constantly rely on building up and then lowering the upkeep time frame it takes to i pushed a model or did an action i gotta make sure i gain a burning okay i'm still in that pyre marker all right i ran through it i gotta have another burning oh i'm playing with reva so she also ticked me down when i had that and uh, you know everything we have to take a second or poison's worse because poison you got to tick everyone down at the um there's just any all that power tokens hoffman pulses at the beginning okay i have to go through add power token to every single one of my models every time i activate add a power token to my model okay i'm gonna use that power to- every time it just takes away from the game when you have to book i like all these can but maybe this is where i said this is just everyone can be a developer in own head a designer but keep the condition but work on finding a way that maybe it is just a static condition. You don't have you have it or you have shielded or you don't. You have burning or poisoned, or you're not. It's one little token that you can set next to your model or on your card or write it there. Instead of having to constantly go back and keep adding it and subtracting, adding and subtracting, and keeping track of number and math. <laughs> See, I, I agree with you. Like it's like like fire and poison in particular. Like the number of games, like like I, I play a lot of um like one of my locals is really just into condition crews, um and of course you know this whole this whole concept would require an adjustment to how condition removal works in the game, but um yeah like fire 
you build up a bajillion fire. You have to sit there and like math out how many tokens equals how much damage. Um, you could you could just like bump that sucker down to like, all right, you gain fire. Every action that you take while you're on fire, you get you get pinged one point of damage until you remove it or something. You yeah, know, I like play a shit ton of fire myself. I play Sonya. I play Sonya too, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you. My own upkeep, even when I'm good at it, like all the little tricks, it still takes time away from the game. And I love playing. Mm-hmm. No, I, I absolutely agree. It's just like, I think they're cool. And, and honestly, like, I think the bit that really does it with condition crews is they're oftentimes also a marker. So you're out here with Karis, who she she's all about burning. Everybody's got a bajillion burning, but you're also throwing down 15 million pyres all over the place. And like, just just like managing all that and oftentimes other crews also have all of their like shit markers that they're tossing all over the place i i just think it really it's just it's it's adding so much like you're throwing so many things all over the place which at times is cool and it's hilarious to take those those mid or end game pitchers where you just have a table that's splattered with with markers all over each other and you're just wondering how you moved a model through there um, have you seen james play euripides <laughs> Oh, I God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think, I think like poison and fire could really be adjusted in in some sort of way like that, where where it's just a single condition, and um, and maybe 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 make them just a little bit more potent. Then you know, make make that individual condition much more potent, um, so you're much more inclined to try and remove it. Um, I mean, hell, because like, like I said, I I think fire could easily be like a you take a point of damage for every action you take while you have uh, burning on you, and you have to you know remove it. Poison could be one of those things where like yeah, like at the end of your turn, you just eat a big old chunk of damage, and then it falls off or something. You know, like kind of keeping within the relative like ideas of what those conditions are, but like simplifying the fact so I don't have to have thirty fucking tokens on the board at one time. I mean, yes. Uh, and they can still <laughs> definitely be flavorful. And sticking with the time, I mean, feel free to come back and chime in on stacking conditions. Because I even think it applies to focus and shielded. Oh, yes. And limiting those things uh, would just say you, it would reduce the dirtling because you can't sit there. And I, even now, we've already had a cap focus. At, but, you know, reduce some of that down. It would re- eliminate some of it. But the next thing, time saving more than anything is the amount of of models that have access extra activation or auto activation pushes i mean i love lucius he's he's an underdog i know my boy james over here loves playing him i'll tell you i've given him a shot he's okay (laughs) i've won games with him but when he takes a walk every other model gets within a pulse gets to move and so I, i gotta sit there and move every model for his one activation or reva uh, drops a pyre marker for Reva 2. Now I'm pushing 12 models, and I'm adding burning, and I'm adding shielded, and I'm doing all this up. Those type of activations, and now it'd be hard to go back in a 3E and say we've got all this design thing. These are all great. But in 4E, they could start from scratch again and really take a look at uh, how many of those super time-consuming activations. Maybe we limit those well, pushes. Just uh, some pushback on that. I mean, it is, at least in the examples you're giving, um, and for most of them, these are master activations. So you're not seeing a whole lot of this outside of the master. 
I've seen master activations take like 20 minutes. Well, then I would say you're playing with some slow people because a 20-minute activation on a master is excessive. I mean, it's just a lot of interacting with a bunch of models, lots of tests on a bunch of models. I mean, when, when you have situations where you're you're pulsing things out, so you're having like a crap load of models all taking tests, you're summoning models in that are doing other things, it it can add up pretty pretty quickly, honestly. 20 minutes, yeah, that's uh, way... And I, may be, I may be exaggerating to a degree, but I think a 10-minute master activation is something we've all seen. I will say, yeah, you're right. Most of the examples have been master act. Mm-hmm. But I guess even then, the out-of-activation pushing. Um, just to name, like, Fuhatsu has a scatter of three Not inches. Not anymore, he doesn't. Or the amount of pulses. Not anymore. But mo- other models have scatter, they ha- or they have resistible pushes, which then take a bunch of flips. So I guess mass targeting things might be something to look at. I'd like, there are shockwave crews, I don't think you should rate of it. I think there might be a different one about it. But, and that's why I'm just saying, I'm leaving that up to the devs. But something that affects multiple models, and there are a lot of smaller models that have uh, charm water. Oh, I love I love being a charm warder, and I'm I'm gonna pulse out this. Everyone flips two cards, and this one way over here across the board that I can, um, and then do a bunch of damage. So there are lots of models to do mass targeting things, and I guess that kind of comes from where I was going. Times is just the more things that are affected by one AP or that chain roll into multiple that can just look at. I think a gripe, but I think it's just because we've gotten so late into three E now that there are so many combinations, so many things that chain through. I mean, well, heck, I mean, just look at the whole, like, the crack bats thing with Molly 2, you know? It's like, oh, I'm taking this action, which is gonna, you know, I'm gonna get this trigger so I can discard, which is gonna, you know, cause this dude to to move over here, and he's gonna shove through other people, and now they have to take tests, and, like, like, all, like, there's certain levels of chain reaction things where it just, it kind of, like, probably goes a step further, or, or, I mean, like, Von Stuck, my favorite. You know, him and Molly are my favorites. Shook 2 is my favorite master in the game. But yeah, like my, my turn one is often like I'm setting up a scheme marker and then I'm just like, okay, I'm just like pointing at three models and going, okay, you're going to move. You're going to gain all these tokens and then you're going to focus or you're going to walk again. And like, I'm taking like, what, entire activations with these models effectively? You know, like they're 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 moving and then they're taking another action. That's like effectively two actions worth per model. So just on Plus a smaller scale. Speaking of of Stuck and the things they have access, just looking at the uh, trigger. It's a trigger specific, but shove aside. Instead of having such a powerful ability, which is you not only are moving another model, but you're moving yourself, then you're taking another action on a trigger. Um, maybe limit how many of those are around again. I know they're more plentiful now that we have more models, but mm-hmm. having access to that changes the board state and has a lot of different... I mean, just, just I mean, like, triggers to take additional attacks is just one of the most, like, common things across all the all the factions. Like, everybody has stuff like that. But do they also have to get push and another thing against a, a different model involved? Right, right. I, I guess the point I'm making is, like, the game has a certain uh, designed, uh, like, action economy, and then it constantly breaks its own action economy with those effects. Yeah, I mean, I agree that, you know, you could definitely call, call back on some of the models that uh, can do mass effects, but, I mean, that's, you know, where you have to be able to draw a line someplace because, I mean, 
that's part of the game. Maybe it has proliferated a bit too much. Um, and if we bring it back just a bit, then, you know, that would also help on the time aspect. But, uh, I mean, it's not something we want to obviously get rid of totally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's something that they could look at to uh, to uh, reel in, I guess, so to speak. It, 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 could be, it could be limited pretty considerably. I don't think abilities and effects like this define what Malifaux is and the feel of Malifaux. I think it's just... I think some of the effects have gotten to the point where they just feel like bloat, where like it's it's an ability that like affects every model within range when it really should be something that affects a model or two models, you know, as opposed to just blanket pulses. Uh, speaking of uh, time and, and things maybe in 4E that uh, this could be improved on is maybe reel in a bit on the uh, trigger, especially for the lower Soulstone models. Um, you know, maybe just like one trigger on like their attack and, and maybe one trigger on a tactical action or something like that. So like your lower soul stone models that would also speed up their activation pace uh, going forward and maybe in a new edition. Because uh, obviously uh, when they come out with a new edition, assuming they uh, don't so- do something to address the number of models, you know, we'll have the same number. And then going forward in that edition, obviously since models make them money, that uh, they'll be adding new ones on top of that. So I think maybe cutting down on the triggers, uh, especially in your lower soul cell models, would, would definitely be uh, an improvement going forward into a new edition. I think triggers are a tough place because um, triggers add a lot of flavor to models and helps, you know, like define them within their own individual narrative. Um, I'm not opposed to less triggers, though, like less but more potent triggers. I think I'd be I'd be down for Um but I, I personally don't have like a whole bunch of whole bunch to add on that. I think I think it's less the number of triggers overall and more of like the effects of tr- triggers. Like you know, like Brian mentioned, you know, shove aside being you know effectively three AP worth of you know effect. You know, it's two moves in a in a and an attack for a trigger. I think is where where the time and you know where where he's trying to get to in in that point. And you know, I think uh, I thought I think we saw maybe an experimentation too that in fourth edition we may see become more prevalent with uh, Damien before the nerf, uh, being able to uh, declare more than one trigger off a different suit. So um, I know they do that. I think in in um, the the army game that they have where things can uh, declare more than one trigger. So I mean, that might yeah, that the other side. side where that might be something, a thing that we might see more into 4E. Obviously, not on Damien levels because you know that was that was a little bit above the above the norm on that. But I mean, that might be something that they uh, put in there to see how that might go into a new edition where models can declare more than one trigger. So maybe you might see. Yeah, that that could be a case where, in that case, like you actually have more triggers. They're less potent, but you could stack them for yeah, exactly. Effect. And again, that probably would be more on like your master level or henchman models. I don't think you want to see that in your four soul stone or three soul stone corrupted hound being able to uh, get more than one trigger, or even if he were to have any. But yeah, I think that's definitely something we'll probably be seeing in fourth edition uh, on more than one master, which of course then you know goes against the whole trying to save on time. But you know that's neither here nor there. No one ever said we had perfect ideas. 
Well, I don't think anyone's ever said we have good ideas, but, you know, far from perfect. But <laughs> it, uh, I had some like 10 minutes talking and I had a road to go back to that. And it actually harkens back to in a fourth, really go back to. And some of that is I better have my and one of the things I get excitement, but things like engagements, well, you're engaging or and when you can charge, simplify just a little bit more without taking away these types of simplified work. Engage is if I can. Re- I'm not saying interaction, been like cover, a shadow rule, where if they could find a way to, and that was, they'll have enough at making impactful, impactful complexity, while also even I have it after how close. Yeah, the, the shadow rules is probably the most complicated, complicated and confusing thing in terms of terrain that they have, with the exception of elevation. But we don't talk about that because nobody ever uses it. <laughs> Um, that, 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 should, that should be a rule. That should be a thing for for fourth edition. Make elevation work better so people actually. Um... If they manage to make like elevation, and I'm gonna tell them this in this every day, I played a lot of tabletop games, and outside of bad comp, um, and even great, but that's the hardest to do. And I've seen written out of in, in the middle of just seen it like okay, mm-hmm. get rid of elevate, and I've seen it just get taken out of game. So if they get it to work right, yeah, elevation when it works is absolutely fantastic. Um, but it oftentimes doesn't, like you like you noted. Um, but yeah, the the shadow rule is like the thing that I think could get really cleaned up. I don't personally have any issues with like engagement. Um, I haven't met anyone else who has that, but like the, everybody's own personal um experiences are their own so if that's more of a thing that people have found confusing uh let us know let me know i'd love to hear um yeah anything you're still new were the hardest that it was for you to wrap your head around out about it now for another change it i can i can remember one of the things that i struggled with most when i was first getting into the game was was models that had like multiple auras and then like multiple models within one crew that each had multiple auras and how that just just all the overlapping auras interacting with each other and and like trying to keep on top of all that was just one of those things that really got me this back up well but i'm in the but i gotta remember see out of an inch um you know part of my one line go so having this new player the lights it takes some time for- so make it either you are or you just aren't basically yeah i mean i've seen another game mm-hmm. but find their own better way to simplify it. A war machine. I'll take that one. There's a lot of, I'm going to go up here, so now I have something like that, because just, I'm towing it, I'm partial, I'm at all times, and it affects me negatively and positively. Yeah, I think uh, anytime that uh, they go through an addition change, they probably will look, one of the big things they'll look at is the terrain uh, rules and how they affect models and stuff like that. So, you know, there's always room for improvement on there, especially like you guys were saying on elevation and uh, hills, you know, what is considered on the hill, what is not considered on the hill, and how uh, the shadow affects that. So I think that's something that will definitely get looked at. And I think there was a big improvement from second edition to third edition on on the terrain. So if they do a 50% improvements compared from second to third, I think uh, we'll be uh, real happy with the, with the results of that. So not putting too much pressure on the devs, but, you know, there was a huge jump in improvement from second to third edition. So they got a they're going to do the same thing from third to fourth. They got their work cut out for them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to make a damn near perfect game yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, it may sound like we've we've spent this whole time bitching. Well, but we like, have. It's with, it's with love, though. Like, like, I think you can only really, like, start 
criticizing the minutia of something if you like properly enjoy it and and have engaged in it a lot and i mean we've all spent hundreds of hours playing this game and thinking lists crafting sharing we started a damn podcast so we could talk to each other while other people listen to us talk about this game also i just wanted to <laughs> because malifo it is honest um aspects i have it probably that's good Kick him off the podcast. The the one that I like the best is okay. It's not competing. Malfoy doesn't. That's what they all say. Look, James, you got anything to say? You've been awfully quiet uh, this evening. Um. Well, if Weird needs a template for the fourth edition, they have the Neverborn faction to take from. <laughs> J- James, do you have a a hot take? It's never going to happen. Fourth edition change that you would like to see. I think. Um. It's a difficult thing, but kind of flattening out the inconsistencies between durability between crews would be a good thing. Just playing from so, a purple perspective, pretty so much what, every what model. Do you, what, what do you mean by that exactly? Yeah. Um, well, when I play Neverborn, pretty much every model I play it can be killed easily by the opponent. There are a lot of counter-tech options for the opponent, and I typically don't have as many. So I buy all in on one strategy, and I either win or lose early in the game. Um, so, so either you win or you die, is what you're saying. Yeah. To to quote Andre Demings back in the day, talking about Nakima, you either win or you die. Yeah, and that's kind of the only option for a lot of Neverborn crews, uh, and that's just because we don't have really almost any defensive abilities to speak of. So. Um, and I mean, honestly, to that point, like I, I've made the argument, and some people have disagreed with me, that I think models in general are too durable within the game. Um, and of course, like I, I say it more blanketly, but what I'm really kind of getting at is Bunch stuck. is it's when when you're yeah, I'm sitting here criticizing my own stuff. Um, when you stack armor and shielded, I think it's I think it's a problem. Um, when you have a crap load of, like, I, I think one of the biggest frustrations that like a lot of my opponents have come across is like, when you, when you wail on a model, you spend all this time beating a model down to like one health and then it just heals back up to max. Um, and it happens consistently. Um, and you can, you can sit there and say, you know, go for the healer, go for that. But like, if your opponent is playing well, they're going to make that difficult on you. Um, and I think that kind of plays back into, you know, things that slow the game down is when, when death doesn't come for some of these models as swiftly as it probably should. Um, it, it takes away a lot of the, it, it really hurts your execution. Cause like you could, you could execute something perfectly, but you know, if you're, if, if your cards don't play out right, sure. I mean, that that's part of the part of the game, but like, I think damage should stick around a little bit more. I think, I think, in a number of like the more competitive scenes, I think damage reduction is a bit too high. I think healing's a bit too high. And for crews that don't have access to a lot of those things, the gulf that you feel between them is considerable. And so I, I think that's one of those things that could be adjusted. Yeah, I have no problem with durable models as long as they don't put out a ton of offense. So it's one or the other. But my last mic drop before I gotta go, because we're getting that hour here, guys. Um is if I had one change that's never going to happen, spicy like what I would like to see, and I'm going to walk away literally after I say this, is I want front and back by. I don't agree. 
but he can feel that but way if I, he I wants. Didn't, I didn't catch the last <laughs> part. What did he want? Something about he, he wants front and back facing arcs. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. He wants facing to be a thing that matters. I don't agree. If we were on square bases, sure. But that's that's his opinion, and he that, can that, keep that, it. That, that's the spicy um, take. Scott, how, how about you? What What is your it's never going to happen fourth edition change? Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. Um, really piss somebody off uh, with it. Really spicy take. Um, well, I think my fourth edition, and here it comes, going to make some people mad, especially with the last thing they just dropped this last Wednesday is Bayou is in a real faction, and I think they should be dropped from the game, and they can all go into uh, other factions, and we can get a new faction. You hear that, Pete? Oh, God. (laughs) Sommer will be the first master who goes down to a henchman. All right. Uh, I guess my my final hot take, um, never going to happen thing, because I think it... I think they should get rid of the damage flip. I think damage should be calculated based off of your differential, and I think that will make damage overall be more likely to be weaker moderates, and therefore you can have more spiky damage tracks. That's doesn't my that thought. fly in the face of you want less durable models if we're going to be hitting mins no matter what we do? Well, that's why it's an addition change. So they can modify the, the balancing okay. all across uh, the board. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> okay, um, well, and bring back Paralyze also. Ahead, James, I'm sorry. No, I just said bring back Paralyze. Ooh, Everyone I like that. What thinking there. Pandora Second Edition, <laughs> come back, baby. And with that, we have officially gone over the edge. Um, <laughs> I think that's enough. I, I do have one thing. I've got a shout out. So if oh, you uh, did not know, uh, we have another podcast out there, Malifaux Base. It's called Don't Mind Us. It's uh, from a group of guys from uh, the Pacific Northwest. So uh, they just put out their first episode. Um, and it's on the Lone Star uh, tournament that was recently in Texas. If the Lone Star part didn't give it away. So uh, give them a listen. Um, it's a really good uh, first episode. Um, uh, seems like a really good bunch of group of guys. So give them a listen um, and support uh, more of our contenders out there. They are on Podbean and I know they're on Spotify. I don't know about the other ones out there, but they are on those two platforms. And with that, I think we'll call yep. it a night. Uh, thanks for the listen, everyone. You guys have a great day, and we'll talk at you later. Deuces.